This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Forever Purge. My name is Daniel and joining me today... After successfully purging Shabazz, is Anthony. Mission accomplished. We we purged Mission him good. We purged <laughs> him good. We got him. He had no chance. He never saw it coming, even though we were yelling at him the whole way. But he's gone. He is now forever gone. He might be reincarnated. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. He may, you know, Shabazz the sequel. He may be coming back. <laughs> um, and it's funny, though, because, you know, we were yesterday when we were recording our reviews for like the Tomorrow War, you know, we were saying, you know, Anthony didn't make it to the future. And now look who's here with me and look who's not here with me. Very right? true. Very true. <laughs> As always, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Letterboxd. And don't forget, leave us a five star review on Apple podcast and join our discord. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements before we dive into our review of The Forever Purge. Last week on the movie podcast, we welcomed the amazing Tara Strong to talk about her role as Miss Minutes in Marvel Studios' Loki. She is a voice acting legend and has been in so many different projects that we love. Definitely check that episode out. This week on the show, we had Gabriel Berstein, who is the cinematographer for Black Widow, which is another review that we have out right now that you could listen to. We have watched Black Widow. Let us tell you all about it. Spoiler free. Listen now on the movie podcast feed. While you're there, check out our reviews for Fear Street 1994, Zola, Luca, A Quiet Place Part 2, our Loki review and reactions, and so many more. There is lots to look forward to and listen to on the movie podcast feed but today is all about the forever purge this is directed by eduardo gout it is written by james de um de monaco who is the kind of mastermind and the original director behind the first three purge films and it stars anna de la guerra tina cuerda josh lucas cassidy freeman Levin rambin alejandro etta and will Patton. the forever purge is out july 2nd only in theaters. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Universal for sending us this film to review. Now, Anthony, hit us with that sweet synopsis. This summer, all the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decides that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end in the forever purge. Vaulting from the record-shattering success of 2018's The First Purge, Blumhouse's infamous terror franchise hurdles into innovative new territory as members of an underground movement no longer satisfied with one annual night of anarchy and murder decides to overtake America through an unending campaign of mayhem and massacre. No one is safe. 
Oh, spooky. I like it. Uh, Anthony, before we dive into our first reactions, which we typically do after we're reading the synopsis, I'm just curious, what's your history with the Purge franchise? So I haven't seen all of the Purges. I know of them. Um, I definitely have watched the first one from 2013. I've, I've participated in multiple purges as well. Yes, it's very true. They just, you know, people don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it was a franchise I never got into. I thought the first one was really, really well done. Um, just because the, the concept of it was so unique. But then right. when you, you start diving into a purge that's a, a movie that's very similar in every version iteration of it, of it, iteration right? of it I kind of lost interest and I decided, you know what, this is not the franchise I'm into. It's very similar to like a Saw franchise. It's more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Saw, it's just, sure. it has that, there are great movies in that franchise, but some of them are not great. Some of them are, are just, you know, meh. But that first one always like hits you. And I think that's where right. I sit with The Purge. It's kind of like the Saw franchise of the 2010s. Sure. Yeah, that no, that's sense, fair. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes fair. That uh that and I did dress up as one of the characters from the purge. You remember I remember dressing up. I do up. remember that. Yeah, I so do that remember was, that, yes. That was uh the the mask really creeped me out. But that's kind of like <laughs> my my um experience or my uh my stories with the purge. How what about I, you? What I what I really like about this franchise is that every every iteration of it, every film of it has felt very distinct. Right. And I think their commentary on what's going on in politics and the in the society, I think they've they're not afraid to literally be on the pulse of what's going on in the world and doing like a character, like a characterized version of that. Uh, for myself, you know, I watched the first Purge film. I thought it was such a great concept of okay, for 24 hours or for sorry, for like for the next 24 hours, all crime is legal like you it's you're good to go you could do whatever you want right and i thought that was i thought that was really scary concept and i think the first purge uh not the film the first purge but like the first purge film um did a cool uh job with that premise right it's such a simple film it kind of turned into a slasher but i like just how simple it was right and now um with each one they've kind of gotten bigger and bigger and bigger um and here we are now at the forever purge so uh i'm going to get you to start us off with your first reactions to it so please take it away so purge away so this version of the purge is a unique purge because it's not 24 hours if you if you're listening to the synopsis uh a you know band of anarchy you know, people who decide, you know what, we're going to make this a forever purge. So right after the purge happens, you have more purging going on. <laughs> um, it keeps going. And it's, it's unique because the story is, uh, it follows um, a Mexican husband and wife who have immigrated over the border. Um, I guess they're, they're trying to get away from the life in Mexico. And, you know, they, they play on the social commentary of, leaving a, a place where they're not safe to come to America where they hope to be safe and they're caught up right. in this purge uh, scenario where they're having to now run for their lives and protect themselves. The, the movie's, like, I don't have an issue with the movie. I think the movie is great. Like, production value for $18 million, it did a really good job. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the story didn't really connect with me. I just, at times, I just 
was not interested. And I, I wanted to be. And I felt like these characters had unique aspects to it, especially the husband and wife, because they seem to have a story before they came to America where they were battling cartels and all this stuff. And I just wish I saw more of that. I wish I saw more choreographed action. I just felt it was just a lot of mayhem going on. And I understand it's a purge, it's mayhem, but this is the right. final one. This is the, the one that ends the franchise, apparently. And that's what, you know, the, the idea is this is the final purge. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get into this movie. And there was nothing wrong with the acting. I thought the acting was all good, great. Josh yeah. Lucas did an amazing job. And I just, I just at times felt a little bored. I'm with you, you know, and I and I think that's I think that's uh, definitely fair criticism. I think this movie starts off um, on an interesting note. Like you're you're just kind of watching it, and immediately you're just like, okay, let's let's get into us, let's get this going. And um, like I said, I really like the concepts in a film, not in real life, um, of the purge because you know when everyone is kind of like battening down the hatches and everyone's kind of hiding and. That, that's a, such a scary feeling. You hear that siren start going off. You hear the emergency alert broadcast go on. Like th- that's a sound like from, from when I was a child, like when I heard that and it still is an adult, that scares me so much. Like it's so unsettling to hear that. Um, and I, and I like that, you know, this kind of starts, it's, it's kind of like a purge light at the beginning because once the day starts, the next day starts and everybody's kind of happy it's over. That's when the kind of the real purge begins that forever purge. Right. And, you know, like you said, I think Joshua Lucas and Cassidy Freeman's characters, um, they're interesting to watch. But I think the most interesting characters in this in this um, in this version are Ana de la Guerra's character and Tina Cuerta's character, who, uh, like you said, their husband and wife escaping from Mexico um, only to have to go back and try and get back into Mexico because both Canada and Mexico are letting people into the borders because, you know, the states um, is purging everywhere. And again, these films are not afraid to really touch on the social commentary, to really lean into that, into their marketing and everything, right? Like they released uh, the purge election year, right? A few years ago during 2016, right? So it's like, they're not afraid to go to these places, but the, my problem, my problem with this version of the purge is that the places they go to don't always feel that interesting. You know, I think the mm-hmm. first half of this film is a lot stronger, um, but then the second half just kind of turns into more just kind of like generic template action that we've seen before, right? right. And, um, you you kind of miss that. Uh, there's like that power struggle that you get with the purge films, where I didn't feel it as much. Where we just kind of went into like like you said, Anthony. There's a lot of mayhem going on. Um, and it doesn't really land or impact you as much as you would want it to, right? So this this one for me like wasn't hitting it as much. Like there were parts right. where I was really invested, and then the foot just came off the gas pedal. Right. It's 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 absolutely like shocking that how like on the nose they were with the social commentary because this movie was supposed to come out last year, from what I right. remember. So from what we've seen from July of 2020 to you know July of 2021. Watching this film, it was almost like they knew that this was like some of these elements could be, you know, that that would make sense now, um, yeah. especially with the migrant workers coming or or, or immigrants coming to America, um, the divide in America right now that we we keep seeing the you know the the protests um, 
regarding uh, the Capitol Hill um, march, it's very similar. These are these are the same type of people in the purge who want to eliminate the you know the the people who think they they're, they're coming to the country to ruin right. it or taking taking away from their their land, and it's just. It's just so on the nose and it's crazy because I, when I, when you ever, you hear that purge tone and you're like, man, yeah. this, this could actually happen. It does. Doesn't it, it, it feel, feel like it, it feels like, like this could it actually feels happen. Believable. Yeah. It does. And, and it's it a does. sad part. It's like, man, I don't, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> no. Um, but like, I feel like this is, could be a future where we just to get our aggression out and get like. I don't like man, and here's the thing, Anthony. I think when that when that when the first film was announced, people would be like, "Yeah, I'd be down for this to happen." I'm like, "No, why would you ever want this to happen?" Um, yeah. But one thing I will say, like with with this ep- like 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 we were talking about, it's very on the nose. Um, there's a sequence where like some of the char- the characters are like in a truck and they hear like bullets going off, and there's like a neo Nazi inside saying, "Yo, that's American music," you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, like all right. And he's naming all um, the guns that are shooting all the off. guns and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's like, man, like these films do like a really fun job with like and kind of realistic job with like showing the extreme uh, the extremism and pol- uh, politics and like fascism and these alt-right groups and it's like yeah yeah they're not afraid to go there and i respect them for doing that yeah uh, i just wish the villains in this one weren't kind of just like generic generic silly type of villains yeah. um also i'm not a fan of like the way they did jump scares in this because literally like there's cheap they're, they're the cheap jump scares that we always kind of complain about where it's like he, so characters looking this way they're looking to the left and they turn over and it's like bah! like in the music and then it's like oh it's just his wife saying honey what's wrong and it's like and he's pointing a okay, gun at like her. Yeah, like, cool, hold up. It's like, okay, like, we don't need, like, we don't, there's, but like, the premise of your film is scary enough. I don't think we need stuff like that to try and amp up the scares. Yeah. Before we get to our final recommendations, I just want to remind you that you could follow the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. You could also leave us a review and drop us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We're on the road to 200 five-star reviews. And if you could help, help us get us there, it would mean the world to us. But right now, let's get to our final recommendations of The Forever Purge. Anthony, start us off. I'm going to recommend a skip it. I don't think this is a movie you need to watch. I don't. If I, if you're a huge fan of The Purge, you're going to watch it no matter what. But if you're interested to see a, a movie this week, I wouldn't recommend spending your money on The Purge wherever you are. I got it. All right. Uh, for myself, I'm also going to sk- say skip it. Uh, for me, you know, I, I think the first uh, Purge film is the best one in the franchise uh, by far, just in the premise alone, uh, just because it was simple. This one's kind of bringing things to a, a lot a lot larger of a scale, and it really didn't do it for me too much. I think it relied too much on just jump scares and um things that we've seen so many times in the past so for myself uh respectfully i'm gonna say skip it uh there's some great films out right now that you could hear reviews for on the movie podcast feed definitely check them out if you are looking for something to watch this weekend uh thank you so much for listening to our review of the forever purge don't forget you could catch a new episode of the movie podcast every monday and watch out for our review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series Also, please 
Follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next. We'll be right back.